0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo or at least one of them it kind of depends and probably some rando too but no complaining because this is free free this is beauty and the beta bonus audio content And welcome to the show. This week I was a guest on the Token and Hobbs Show, part of the Roads to Liberty Network. Roads to Liberty is the premier podcast for libertarians in the American heartland. Bringing you content with liberty-minded guests and commentary on local and national events. Its sister podcast, The Token and Hob Show, is a weekly show that brings you hilarious and insightful commentary on the week's news, cultural events, and any other topic that enters the host's brains. We talked about 2020 politics, we talked about guns and self-defense, we talked about AOC's video from the future, about her saving the day, and much more. So if you like what you hear, and I hope that. That you will. Check out the Token and Hobbs show and the Roads to Liberty Network using the links in the description. Thanks for listening and enjoy.
1: What's
2: up, everybody? You're listening to the Token and Hobbs show on the Roads to Liberty Network. And we have a special guest tonight, Matt Christensen, famed YouTuber and podcaster, co-host of the Beauty and the Beta podcast. I assume uh, you would be the Beta in that case. <laughs> I, I assume. I don't think it's ever been made clear
0: uh reach your own conclusions yeah appreciate it thanks for having
2: me <laughs> absolutely hey, thanks for coming out. so but both of us have been big fans of your youtube channel for a while and i've been catching up on your podcast recently because mm. for some reason i haven't i haven't listened to that your their, your podcast and your live shows as much as i watch your youtube channel mm-hmm. but it's it's a lot of fun so we wanted to have you on the channel thanks for for popping in Sure. Um, I think Hobbs wanted to talk to you about guns cause he's a big gun guy. Oh, cool. And I know yeah. you're a big gun guy too. And Hobbs like, didn't you work on guns in the military? Hobbs, wasn't that your thing?
1: Yeah. I was a, uh, small arms repairman.
0: Oh, cool. I'm sure yeah. you know much more than I do then.
1: Yeah. Well, right now I'm just, uh, working my way up to my, uh, machinist degree and hopefully I'll be able to get back into, uh, actually working at a gun factory.
0: Yeah. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so recently we, we talked about it on Friday. We had uh, Kamala Harris had a bit of a faux pas. Uh, she owns a handgun, and somebody at USA Today has decided that that is a disqualifying no-no for a Democratic candidate in current year. Uh, so, yeah, I
0: I I only saw the headline. I didn't get a chance to actually read the op-ed. Mm-hmm. So I can assume what it probably says, but do you, what did it say? I mean, what was the reasoning? Just just having a gun period is a disqualification,
1: <laughs> more or less. Uh, okay. There was there was a uh, uh, one particular paragraph that rubbed me. Well, the whole thing rubbed me the wrong way, but one particular paragraph where it was uh, just this close to being self-aware at yeah. how animal farm their positions are, where all animals are equal, just some are more equal than others. Of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, basically what they were saying was that was because Kamala Harris was a high-profile prosecutor in a very populated area and her job was putting scumbags in jail, then maybe she could have couched her current ownership of a handgun as, I'm important, so I need a gun to defend myself, but now that I'm not in that position anymore...
0: Nine, what I, I got rid of it. So so it's only for the quote unquote important. That's the conclusion. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. so us us plebs down here and the unwashed mashes need to uh, need to just go pound sand. I guess. According. I to guess. The yeah. It's, it was a, uh, a, a wonderfully named person named Peter Funt. We had uh, <laughs> rhymes we had a, with
0: yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We had a we had a <laughs> lot
1: of uh, a lot of uh, drunken fun with that. that yeah, unfortunate name. <laughs> Yeah. So. so,
2: so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Democratic primary coming up because me and Oz, we both have a lot of fun
1: mm-hmm. joking
2: about this is the funhouse mirror image of the Republican primary from four years ago, where back then you had a million Republicans running against each other. This time you have a million Democrats running against each other, and it seems to me like almost all of them are trying to out progressive each other and pull the field as far left as possible i'm I'm wondering as to your thoughts as to how far you think that will go like what what's the craziest you think the democratic field is going to get before this primary is finished i don't
0: i don't know i don't think i would have predicted it as it's gone already half the field if not more are fully in favor of reparations or at least uh studying reparations whatever that means we got free college for everybody eliminating everyone's college debt quote unquote medicare for all is uh that seems like a litmus to, you you have to believe in that to even be considered it seems so i, I don't know that there is a limit To how far they'll go that said it does seem that there are some candidates kind of lurking on the sideline not really jumping all the way in like your kirsten Gillibrand's, to a certain extent pete pete butta whatever his name is who 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 did who wouldn't say on the cnn town hall the other night that he supports uh criminals in jail voting he actually hit the pause button there and said "Ah, that might be a little too far so i do think there are some candidates it's they're a little quieter and i'm wondering if their strategy is i'm just going to wait a little bit and let these people out crazy each other and then when people start voting that's when i'll hop in and and say here i am the moderate to defeat the president because trump is not uh trump has a powerful base but he's not invulnerable he's actually a pretty vulnerable candidate i think he's really vulnerable to someone who just you know, isn't isn't quite as bombastic as he is, and isn't extreme. Like, doesn't want to take all your money, and thinks maybe you should be able to have a gun. Like a normal like a like, normal a normal, like a like a normal person. I, yeah, but so the question is, like the Joe Biden, I think, is very interesting because I think Joe Biden has the power. To push back on a lot of these crazies and say, listen, you kooks, we're going to lose if you keep going this way. We got to go back to just a, a moderate party that your average American can get with and will win. The question is, will he rise to that leadership position or will he be browbeaten beaten by the, some of the fringes of the progressive party? We'll have to find out, but we're going to watch soon.
2: Well, that's the thing about it. I think Joe Biden almost has to try to be that moderate voice of reason if he wants any chance of winning. If he tries to go the progressive SJW route, he's going to be he's going to lose because there's an entire field of people with way more um, they're, they're way more progressive than he is. And so yeah. if he tries to out progressive the Bernie Sanders and Camilla Harris and Elizabeth Warren's of the world, he's just going to get bogged down. But Plus as a he doesn't moderate, have the intersectional
0: enemy. cred. He he's a white guy, he's an old white man, the ultimate enemy.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And and at least Bernie Sanders has a history behind him with that. I mean, he had a really successful campaign four years ago, whereas Joe Biden, sure, he was a vice president, but he was a very forgettable vice president, too. So yeah. if he if he tries to run the moderate route, that's almost his only path to the White House because there's a whole lot of Progressives who are going to try to outflank each other to the left, and if he can be just that one guy that holds back and tries to be the, the normal candidate, then that would be his best chance of winning. I think that's probably why he's ahead in the polls right now.
0: It's really it's a difficult spot if you're the candidate. If I were advising one of these people strategically, what do you do? Because I think I do think trying to be a sensible moderate puts you at a disadvantage. Uh, in the primary season, where, of course, your most rabid progressives are going to be out in full force trying to get their guy or their gals to be the nominee. That said, doing so puts you at a massive disadvantage in the general. And, and I know most candidates generally take stronger, more partisan positions in the primary and then moderate to the general. But how do you moderate... How do you come back as a as a so like how does Bernie moderate? How is Mer- Bernie going to come back from like the Boston bomber should vote, everything should be free and no guns for anybody? How how is that how do you come back as a moderate from from that position? I don't know how it's going to be done.
1: Well, personally, I think that uh at the current time they're just kind of throwing their positions out there and seeing what'll stick, kind of getting their toes in the water and mm-hmm. uh depending on Which way the base goes, I don't think that they're going to end up trying to moderate themselves. I think they're just going to go as full crazy as they can. And uh, uh, We talked about it last Friday, and I I think that even the Democrats at this point know that they don't have anybody that can really beat Trump on merit. I mean, the guy gets 96% negative media, so I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to push as far left as as they can, shift that Overton window and then hedge their bets for 2024. Hmm.
2: Yeah, that could very well could be the case. But, I mean, the thing about it is, like you like you said, it, it it's too late for some of the more extreme progressive candidates to moderate back and try to come back. Because once you go and say that the Boston Bombers should have the right to vote from prison, th- that's – you're way too – too extreme for most of the country and they're just counting on hatred of Donald Trump winning the day at that point.
0: Well, and that's even the strategy that that Joe Biden went with. I was, um, I, I wasn't surprised to see him do a, an announcement video that was like, mostly look how much I hate Trump. That was predictable to me. I guess I'm surprised that he went so hard specifically on Charlottesville. And I know it's, I'm not trying to downplay it. It, it, it was an awful incident, I just don't know how much people are going to go to the polls with Charlottesville in mind. Granted, I don't want more Charlottesvilles. I hope there are less for a whole bunch of reasons. But ultimately, I'm going to go vote with my fundamental rights in mind. Like, my my wallet in mind, my right to free speech in mind, my right to defend myself in mind. My increasingly for a lot of people, myself included, some semblance of border security in mind. And I'm not even that hawkish on border issues. I get a lot of criticism for that from some of the the fringes of our audience because, yeah, I believe there should be some legal immigration, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, You won't won't get any pushback from our audience
0: for that. (laughs) Are you guys, uh, not to to divert the conversation, but I know that's a big wedge. I assume you guys are, I'm guessing, since you're on the the Road to Liberty Network or, or Whatever you call it, um, that you're of a of a libertarian bend or a pro liberty bend, right? And yeah, that's we're
1: all, uh, we're all involved in the uh, Nebraska Libertarian Party. To oh, cool.
0: Okay, so, so that's I, a, I so that's a big myself, division in in the libertarian community. Uh, the issue of borders, generally.
2: Yeah. Generally, like I would describe myself as open immigration, not necessarily open borders, mm-hmm. which is subtle difference but there is a difference between the two yeah but that's what i would say about it um now here's something that's interesting that i haven't seen you know it's i want to know what obama does in this because he's got his vice Hmm. president running and the biggest draw the biggest draw biden has is that he's the former vice president during the obama administration but obama hasn't come out and really endorsed him at this point he hasn't endorsed anybody and there's a lot on the social progressive left right now who are trying to move away from the Obama era and move towards a more leftist, you know, democratic socialism position. You know, yeah. they see Obama more as a stopgap as opposed to the final destination. Yeah. So, I mean, what Obama does coming up is going to be very important. I don't know if he wants to alienate the the more progressive left in the party now.
0: Well, Biden is saying that he told Obama not to endorse him. That's the line he's going with. Oh, but, right. Yeah, the question right. is, what is, what is Obama's motivation? Is it because he doesn't like Joe Biden? Is it that he just wants to sit this thing out and maybe, maybe he doesn't want the embarrassment of like endorsing Biden, having Biden lose, and then having to endorse somebody again or something? I don't know. Um, truthfully, I don't think it matters all that much. I don't know, to your point, I don't know that a lot of the hardcore progressives really care that much whether obama endorses their candidate or not i think um i think some of the he, he of course is like the former big star of the party but i think some of that luster is kind of worn off now as is natural for a lot of incumbents or former presidents i i don't know that maybe i'm wrong i just don't i don't think obama pulls a ton of votes to anybody in particular i just don't think people care that much
2: so no, see here's, no, I... How I, here's how i see it i see If Obama endorses Biden, I don't think that moves the needle in favor of him all that much. But Mm. if Obama goes and endorses somebody else, that moves the needle away from Biden Mm. because Obama still represents that Obama coalition. I mean, nowadays Obama would be a moderate, even though he's not really by any objective sense a moderate. But I think if he goes and endorses another candidate, that's going to move the all a lot of voters. Who are voting? Who might vote for Biden because of his vice presidency? They might shift their their support to whoever it was that Obama does support.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right now I don't see very many, if any, other candidates being enough in line with uh, Obama's former policies to really warrant that kind of a support. But then again, on the other hand, like Matt said at the beginning of the show, uh, Biden is old white male, and he has the '93 crime bill speech that would, uh, if you listen to that today and you took Biden's voice out of it, or you just read a transcript of it, he would be just lambasted as an alt-right white supremacist neo-Nazi. <laughs> in I've not heard
0: climate. it. Could, like what? What was he talking about? Is it is it racially charged or something?
1: Uh, it is, let's see, there's one part in there where he was saying things like, we have to take a look now. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He said something like, we need to take a look at the tens of thousands of inner city youth that are growing up without parents that'll be the predators of tomorrow or something like that.
0: Okay, so it's like implied. Yeah. Okay. Hmm.
1: Yeah, he would Which, uh, he, he'd be a, a neo-Nazi by the way, white
0: there's not that. I don't think there's that much controversial about that statement. I, I, no, I, if, if I could fix one problem in society, they're kind of related. But yeah, keeping families intact is about the most beneficial thing I think you could do above all else. It starts at the family rather than you know in politics or something else.
1: And that but just but, hits at the bedrock issue of just how crazy the left is gone where a non-controversial statement like like what biden said in 1993 will get you called a nazi today
0: well the, you know? the nuclear family is is you know i mean it seems like there's a strong element of progressive culture that wants to deconstruct it i think i think they don't i think that i don't know i often wonder why they seem to have uh animus towards people who live traditional nuclear family lives i think it's because maybe it implies like inequality or something you know traditional gender roles and things like that and again i'm not i'm not in favor of forcing people to do things they don't want to do or live lives they don't want to live but generally speaking that's the path to happiness for the vast majority of people is is to have a good not just happiness but prosperity have a good stable family with mom and dad who raise their kids and for some reason that that in itself is now viewed as uh something controversial these days
1: well prior prior Oh, I uh, think
2: that the main reason for that is probably because strong, healthy, close families have traditionally been the bulwark against poverty. I mean, they, they, they yeah. help each other out. They, they decrease the need of dependency upon government. And what exactly. is it that the left is primarily selling these days? It's dependency on government. It's yeah. we're going to give you free stuff. And if you don't need the free stuff that they're offering, that makes you less inclined to fall for their nonsense. Now, here's, here's an interesting question that somebody in the chat asked. Uh, Kobe Algan asked, what would be the most obvious changes that would happen to the U.S. in case Joe Biden wins? Interesting question.
0: I'm actually – I'm not – I personally am not that afraid of Joe Biden. I I don't think that he represents like some existential threat to this country. If he became president, I wouldn't freak out in a mirror image of those people at Trump's inauguration screaming to the sky or something like that. What what makes me worry is the degree to which he would accommodate or enable the fringes of the party. And that's what I want to see. Is he going to take a strong leadership role for moderation or is he going to flog himself as the evil white male that he is and, and bow at the altar of social justice and take their marching orders. That it's, it's if he takes the marching orders that I have worries about him, but I don't know what he'll do.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the thing about Joe Biden is I think he's, he's mostly just a snake that will do anything and say Mm -hmm. anything to, to get himself elected. Like the uh, 93 crime bill that was popular at the time, he said it and made no apologies for it until recently now he is going hard in the paint for like you said, uh, he said he brought up the charlottesville thing even though that's like the only case of violence of you know that you can that you can think of of right wing violence and you can just look at all of the, the, the beatings and the pepper sprays and all the other things that the left has done at these violent protests trying to get people shut down. And what did the left run back to? Charlottesville. It's always Charlottesville. This shit happened two years ago, and they're still talking about Charlottesville like it was the Battle of Appomattox or something.
0: He said it was the the greatest threat of his lifetime, something to that effect in his announcement video. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy he was, was born in 1942. Yeah. He's lived through a lot, a lot of frankly, existential threats to this country. And I know he was a child during World War II, but that's certainly greater. But he lived through all the wars since then. Yeah. He was he was an old man when the planes hit the towers.
2: But he, he lived he, through the Cuban Missile Crisis.
0: Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. So, I mean to call Charlottesville like some existential threat. I mean, you had an incident where you had a handful of crazed alt-right nazi dudes confronted with a gigantic mob of protesters many of whom were open communists no one seems to condemn them for
0: that by the way in his video he said they were met they being the alt-right the the tiki torch guys they were met by a group of courageous americans so you're ripping trump for saying very fine people on both sides meanwhile you are calling violent communist thugs to your point uh courageous americans no they're they're anti-american and they will punch you for having the wrong ideas as we witnessed that's what i've never understood again political violence is bad the tiki torch marching i i would not march in that march i think that's terrible but um but to 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 pretend like it's as simple as good versus evil and it was all one side there instigating as though these these alt-right guys were just preying upon uh, random passersby no watch the footage man it was mutually consensual combat it was just people coming up talking i don't know if i can swear on your show or not talking ass to each other and just beating the crap out of each other
1: you, know? you can all swear you want. All you want on this show okay. if you want to <laughs> we, we we typically end up getting drunk and dropping all sorts of f-bombs sure. i can't i can't drink tonight because i got to go to work here in a half hour at my normie wage slave job
0: oh do you work overnight or what
1: yeah. And then I go wow. to school in the morning too.
0: Working hard, dude. Good for Yeah. The,
1: the last two years have been a case study in sleep deprivation.
0: I can't do that <laughs> stuff, man. I got have regular sleep and I can get stuff accomplished, but I can't do that sort of thing, man. Yeah, That's impressive.
1: Yeah, it's been rough. But uh, anyways, uh, uh, back to the, back to the point, uh, the, the, the thing in Charlottesville that, A lot of people seem to just kind of gloss over whether you know willfully or because they just haven't heard the side of the stories is that that guy that was in that car that hit that gal Mm -hmm. uh he was being accosted by one of these communist professors who had a rifle you know the guy brandished a rifle at the car and that's what made him hit the gas yeah you can
0: you can watch the footage of them doing all sorts of stuff to that car now i always have to qualify because people want to take this crap out of context that's not to say that yes him driving into the crowd was justified but watch the longest clips of that footage that you can find and you can absolutely see these violent thugs i i haven't seen a rifle i've I've heard this story and I've seen that professor confronted I've not mm-hmm. seen footage of the rifle in question I don't know if you have no. but I've definitely seen them beating on the car violently and yeah. it does seem that there's some reason as to why this happened that's why I was very surprised that he got charged with um with first degree murder premeditated murder <laughs> yeah because that... I understand this incidentally happening and it's it's very bad to be clear again it's very bad but yeah. I don't think he I've not seen evidence to my satisfaction that he planned a murder in advance and carried it out. But that's the way the jury went for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I'm no I'm no lawyer or anything. But to me, when somebody says premeditated murder, not only do you have to reach that burden of proof that says that he came there with the intent to kill someone. I, I, I would say that you would have to prove that he came there with the intent to kill that person yeah to to meet to reach the the verdict of premeditated murder in first degree now second degree murder manslaughter negligent homicide you know all of these are no brainers, but first degree premeditated murder to me was just a bridge too far. And that's when I knew that the the whole dog and pony show was a dog and pony show, you know, just a kangaroo court.
0: I'd like to think that there's evidence that I'm missing because I have not fully researched all of this, this prosecution, his conviction, all of that. I'd like to think that there's evidence I'm missing as opposed to just pure politics driving this. But I'm not aware of what that evidence is right now. And I'm still surprised by by the jury reaching that verdict on that charge.
2: And yeah. and the thing about this incident that really annoys me is whenever you confront, like I I, I com- like to confront radical leftists, just leftist communists, and Antifa folks on in the internet all the time. It, yeah, it drives me. And the and and you point to all these instances. Of them getting violent, like horrendously violent, starting fires, destroying property, assaulting people who've done nothing, who are just just standing there trying to figure out what's going on. And their answer to all of that is, but Antifa has never killed somebody. It's not for lack of trying,
0: it's incompetence, dude. Well,
2: yes, (laughs) I know. That's what I tell them. That the, The fact that you've never killed someone is not because you've never tried. It's because you suck, yeah. and that's why you've never actually succeeded. Yeah, you no, know? it's yeah. it's the same reason communism doesn't work. It's not because you didn't try; because you suck and you failed.
0: Well, it's it's never been pro. It's never been fully tried. It's never I been mean, correctly course, tried. We're going to get it done that. in this country, though. Uh, oh. Who's going to be the, the chosen one, Kamala Harris or uh, Bernie Sanders? Who's going it's, to get it done?
2: It's going to skip a generation, and AOC is going to be the one that does it.
0: Uh, well, we don't have a generation. We got 12 years until, oh, until, uh, I forgot.
2: until we got 12 years then. for
0: the Green New Deal. Did you guys see the, the video that she made with the Intercept? that was um it was called a message from the future and it was a video of like her future self talking about how she passed the green new deal when she was like 30 years old and saved the world from inevitable doom wait this this, is this exists
2: and i haven't seen it you gotta
0: check it out it is not only is it absolute silliness because it's it's a story of like a girl who graduates college and right out of college she joins she gets a a federally guaranteed job by aoc's like (laughs) National Environmental Corps, or something, and her job is destroying oil pipelines and revegetating the land, but they don't know how to do it exactly. So they consult Native Americans who teach them how to plant, (laughs) teach them how to plant the plant life and restore the land. So it's not only absolute silliness just from a practical level, like this would never happen, it's pure fantasy, but it's some of the most ridiculous self-congratulating i've ever seen like you, look at me i saved the world i'm such a hero wow you gotta you check it sure
2: out are you sure you weren't on the onion or the Babylon. no it's 100
0: real this you sounds, gotta check it out
2: this sounds like 100 percent si- satire and i'm yeah, having check out, trouble believing that this is actually a thing
0: google aoc a message from the future you will find it it's seven minutes long and full
1: i i saw the uh i I saw a link to it i didn't want to go watch it because when i saw it i was at work and i just it's comedy it yeah yeah it it seems like it seems like the the type of of just non-self-aware this is real yeah (laughs) it's very well
0: produced the art is very cool uh it's all it's high production value there's probably a lot of money put into this a lot of she's, tax dollars for all i know who yeah, knows she's,
1: she's she's getting her own uh netflix series too so i'm kind of glad is that she
0: actually in it or is it like uh reenactment
1: I, I i have no idea and to tell you the truth i don't think that i have the brain cells to spare to hmm. to dig into it much further
2: i i'd be surprised if she wasn't because if i i've compared aoc to trump many times because she and trump are both enormous narcissists they think Hmm. very highly of themselves and i bet she would be damned if she's not in her own special
1: at least making a cameo Hmm.
0: yeah we'll see i I wonder i wonder if she will actually accomplish anything in her congressional tenure or will she just be like i could see her being a bernie sanders which is just like spouting off about socialism or communism for a long time but never actually doing anything during that entire time frame i wonder which direction she'll go
1: uh yeah i i I certainly hope you're right i i can definitely see her 40 years from now being old and gray and grumpy and disgruntled being you know we've never tried real socialism
0: (laughs) uh. yeah
2: well well i mean she'll never get the chance because i not a single democrat voted for her uh, green new deal so wasn't
0: that great i loved all the sound clips of them saying this isn't they were saying this isn't a real vote cuz mcconnell didn't have like formal uh, debate on the floor they just called it for a straight vote but yeah, this isn't, this isn't a real vote and for our real communism or whatever, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's
2: well, a yeah. hilarious thing. You've got to love it. you got to love it because they've been touting this thing as the bill that will save the world. Yeah. And it's literally the way they, they were touting this, this bill. And they were talking it up saying, we need this, we need this, we need this. And Mitch is like, all right, let's vote. And I'm like, whoa, hold up now. You, you we wanted to vote we have no
1: we, we've, 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 we've still got twelve years to get this through guys well
0: we i see. wonder I need to remind myself i'll set a reminder in my phone for january first twenty thirty to uh google what the what the green new deal people are saying now. what will the excuse be in twenty thirty when the green new deal was never passed lo and behold, the world is still um is still fine yeah what uh what will the excuse be then? I don't know.
2: You know I I already know what it's going to be because I have order, I've I've had articles from the nineteen eighties saying the exact same thing, hmm. and I've presented those articles to people who are touting the Green New Deal, and what they yeah. say is, well, those guys are still right; they just had the dates wrong.
0: Oh, okay.
2: And it's it's the perfect well, goalpost moving, and and, it, and that's it, the it thing. Works forever.
0: I don't even want to give the impression that I am that I have some. Um, keen knowledge on the issue of climate science and all that I don't for me it's just a question of let's even assume that the problem is as dire as it's being presented okay for me i have a few options what am i more comfortable allowing human ingenuity and and private enterprise and human imagination to solve problems that we've faced as we've done frequently throughout history or am i comfortable turning over the keys to our entire economy to a lady who is a bartender a year or two ago, and doesn't know anything about anything. Uh, why Why is the option like, well, give me full central control of everything, or you're a climate denier? There's got to be some alternative option. Well, you're not just a
2: climate denier. You're
1: also a racist for saying
2: that.
0: Oh, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, well, the, the, the thing is that I think that a lot of people kind of lose out on the, on the argument. In, in this particular uh, uh, debate is is they're always saying that uh, if you don't believe in global warming or climate change or whatever the fuck they want to call it these days, then you're a you're a science denier and, a, yeah, and yeah. a climate climate denier. And okay, so let's say you know the the climate is changing. Yes, that's a given. The climate has been changing since the beginning of time. You know, before there were cars and SUVs and all you know all that other shit. Okay, yes, the climate is changing. The question is is mankind the prime mover behind sure. climate change? And yeah. and if mankind is the prime driver, then what will all of these policies actually accomplish in order to stop that or reverse it? And that is where the wheels kind of fall off of the of the whole argument because none of these policies actually do anything. It's just a power grab by the government to try and, I don't know. Take what little money that I have left after they're already done raping me. Yeah, and my paycheck. There's, there's actually nothing there. I mean, the argument can be made of of incentives. You know, it's like uh, supposedly uh, the same thing with smoking. They increased the taxes on on cigarettes in an incentive drive to get people to quit smoking, and that didn't really you know a lot, hmm. lot fewer people smoke these days but i don't think it's because of the financial burden i think it's just because people know now that hey smoking fucking kills you
0: yeah yeah i mean that the, the smokers i know they're still smoking despite the taxes I, I don't personally know a lot of people who were financially dissuaded maybe they're out there but yeah, yeah. most people are just like yeah probably get lung cancer and die i don't really want to do that
1: yeah it's it's yeah. just a it's just a, a, a game of of risks and You know, if you if you don't care that you're possibly putting yourself at risk for lung cancer 20, 30 years down the road, then, you know, go ahead and light up. Yeah, people, people are going to do what they want to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the way it is. I mean, the way the way I'm looking at it is it's the Democrats. They want big government. They want to have control over you. They want to disarm you so that when things get really, really, really bad, once they implement some of these policies, you won't be able to fight them. You'll have a situation such as Venezuela going on on your hands.
0: I haven't been watching. I got some DMs today about what's going on in Venezuela, but apparently I did see an MSNBC clip, too, that sort of inadvertently admitted, wow, isn't it a shame the Venezuelans aren't armed because they could probably resist Maduro a little bit better if they were. And it's like, well, oh, so... You're saying the Second Amendment might have some practical value, are you, MSLBC? No. Go on. No, that's, that's but, not what
2: they're saying at all. I mean, they're saying that the citizens shouldn't be able to have alcohol and bottles and rags and lighters so that they couldn't throw those Molotov cocktails at the uh, the government's vehicles.
1: Yeah. Yeah, everything kind of popped off in Venezuela when I was on my way home from school. So, you know, I got home and, and ate something and went to bed. But yeah, some of the memes popping up about, you know, armed armed resistance.
2: Literal civil war like going on over there. Yeah. Yeah. Really?
0: And that's just, that's like, uh, that blew up today, basically. That's, today,
2: it's, I, I, okay. we've got a, a guest that we have on quite often who knows uh, libertarians who live in Venezuela. And yeah. they're talking to him about protesters and armed soldiers fighting government troops and people is the military still down
0: is the military still maduro loyal or is there defection yet
2: See, here's here's the thing about the military is venezuela is literally on the brink of starvation the average venezuelans lost lost something like 15 to 20 pounds in the last few years the last people to lose out on resources are always the police and the military because those are the guys who keep the current government in power. Yeah, so I don't know if there's major defections going on right now, but I do know that if there are, that's it for Maduro. Because those are going to yeah. be the last guys to leave him.
1: Yeah, I, I saw some pictures a few months ago of uh, of a Venezuelan police and soldiers that had done I don't know what it was if they had arrested a protest you know ring or you know domestic domestic terrorist you know air quotes ring uh but they were getting their 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 bonuses for a job well done and it was literally like a pack of toilet paper (laughs) so should have planned
0: that economy a little better i guess so close (laughs) so so,
1: close so close we're only we're only only one only one more try away from utopia yeah
2: all right Matt. this has been a lot of fun but yeah. you, get, you said 30 minutes, and I want to hold us to that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel and your podcast before we call it a night?
0: Sure. Thanks for hosting me. It was a pleasure. Um, yeah, if you're interested in checking out my stuff, it's com. My last name's kind of long, but it's Christian, like the religion, S-E-N. You can also find me on Twitter, <laughs> at and Everything's linked from there as well. Like I said, i got a couple solo videos going up each and every week, and then I do a, a long-form uh, live podcast on YouTube on Sunday nights that's um, a couple hours of breaking down all the news and all the current events uh, and uh, and having fun with our audience, so it's always a party. Even though we're, we're up against Game of Thrones still for the next couple weeks, but after that, if you're a Thrones fan, we're still live on Sunday nights, 9, 9 Eastern for that show.
2: I mean, Game of Thrones, I mean...
0: We've been holding our own, though. I literally expected a ghost town. Like, I was joking this week for the Battle of Winterfell... I'll, to the two people who are out there watching thanks for tuning in no um i yeah our, our audience has been sticking around so I, I'm, I'm very proud of that and it's been it's been cool to see so and then of course the first thing i do when the stream is done on sunday nights is hop off and i try to avoid any internet spoilers any tweeting and i go straight to the couch and watch it
2: that's yeah. actually what i'm going to go do right after we oh, sign you
0: have, off you haven't, haven't seen, seen it, it yet it. So haven't you, seen ha- it. you haven't been spoiled yet either i I've,
2: I've had a couple of things spoiled but i usually because i don't have hbo go i usually have to see it the next day because I, I stream it after the fact because ah. I, I i gotta wake up at four fifteen every morning to go to work anyway so oh, i usually okay. gotta watch it the next day yeah but yeah i've had a couple things spoiled but nothing that i'm like oh man
0: it's you great. basically have to stay off the internet a- after <laughs> sunday at nine if you don't want to see anything until you watch it I, is- I couldn't believe what i saw on twitter man Everybody, well, I guess it's such a major cultural event. I probably shouldn't be that mad at people for talking about it. I guess if you care about thrones, you're watching it at that time. I don't know. This is
2: why I'm glad every day that I don't do Twitter. Well, anyway, yeah. thank you again for yeah, coming of course. on. I thought this was a really fun conversation. Uh remember everyone, visit our website Road to the number 2 libertycom like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This is the Roads Liberty podcast. Have a good night everybody. Go watch some Game of Thrones.